you're listening to Connect Communities Podcast, recorded live in Stamford, Connecticut. If you'd like to know more about our community, stop by our website at www.connectcommunity.tv. Enjoy the message. So I'm going to continue the What Now? Lessons from the Life of Jonah. And if you were here last week, you know JD gave a wonderful message Three lessons on the life of Jonah, and I'm gonna not going to butcher it. I'm going to encourage you to go to the podcast and listen to it. Because one of the awesome, awesome lessons was that sometimes the storms come to save you and not to destroy you. Think about that for a minute. See, I'm not going to butcher the rest of it. So go to the podcast and listen if you weren't here last week. But it's a really great message. And as we continue this week, I'm going to recap to you what was happening in the life of Jonah. And I'm going to give you lessons four through six. So Jonah, in chapter one, we know that Jonah is a prophet of God. And he has a directive from God. He is told, arise, go to Nineveh, right? Cry out against it and tell them that I have seen their wickedness. But Jonah, who again, let me remind you, is a prophet of God, goes in the other direction. He decides he is not going to do that for whatever reason. He says, nope, not going in that direction. I'm sure he had many reasons and many fears, but he flees in the opposite direction. And he gets on the boat and the Lord causes a great storm and the ship is about to be broken into pieces. Now, meanwhile, Jonah is at the bottom of the boat sleeping, right? And the crewmen finally figure out that he has something to do with this. Why is he sleeping? And when he gets found out, he fesses up. Not sure if that's really fessing up, but he goes, all right, all right, it's me. You know, and he says, okay, it's me. And you know, the only solution for this is for you to toss me overboard. So toss me overboard and the storm will calm. And this is where we're picking it up. In the last verse of chapter 1, verse 17, it says, And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. So here's where we get our first lesson. Lesson number four of the series is God is always ahead of us preparing our salvation. God is always ahead of us preparing our salvation. See, Jonah went to sleep on the boat. And the boat was tossing and turning. And among the waves, everything was happening and everything was getting crazy. But God, when he was tossed over, the Bible says that God prepared or appointed a big fish to swallow Jonah. See, maybe you went from having a comfortable job, a comfortable life, a comfortable routine to being tossed in, ter- tossed in the storm as well. Maybe the storm just walked into your life out of nowhere. Maybe you lost your job and now you have to rethink your entire life, right? Maybe your marriage ended and now you have to relearn how to do life on your own. Maybe a loved one died and you don't know how to proceed without them. Maybe... You find yourself alone. All your college friends have gotten married. They maybe have kids. And you, you feel dark and you feel maybe even lonely. Maybe you've built the well. You have a comfortable life, but the storm is inside. The stress and the anxiety and the fears, they just keep you up at night. And you really can't figure out what's going on. See, like Jonah, he thought, he thought, most people see two options when you're going through a storm. Most people find that they either numb it 
right? They will, it's just too much. It's overwhelming. Um, I don't know how to handle it. I can't figure this out. I'm just going to numb it. I'm going to drink. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to ignore it. You know, it just becomes too much. It's too overwhelming, so I don't want to deal it. It's almost like you put the issue to bed. You go to sleep on it, right? Just let it be. I'm not going to deal with it. And the other option people often see is they give up, like Jonah. You know what? There's nothing we can do. There's nothing I can do. This is just, it's not going to get any better. I give up. Just toss me overboard, Jonah said. Just toss me overboard. And many of us do that, do that too. We go, I can't, I can't fix this. You know, I, I'm just going to give up. I'm going to give up on the dream. I'm going to give up on, on, on that relationship. I'm going to give up on trying to fix it. I'm just going to give up. I'm done with it. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't even live. I'm going to give up on life. See, most people see two options, but I want to tell you this morning that there is a third option. And your situation is no surprise to God. He knows. He saw what was going to happen. He saw where you were going to be. He saw the decisions you were going to make, and he still chose you. He saw the things that were ahead, and still he chose you. See, God's love is unrelenting. He is unwilling to give up on us. And as we continue the story of Jonah, we will find that him being ending up in the belly of a fish was actually God giving him a second chance. Was God saying, hey, we're not done yet. See, we immediately think swallowed by a fish, dead, done, right? By, I mean, you're swallowed by a fish, you're gone. But this is where we caught up because we think that salvation is going to come in the form of king and it comes in the form of a servant. We think that salvation should come in the form of a bonus check. But instead, God gives you an idea. We think that salvation is going to come by God stopping the storm. But instead, he places you in the belly of the fish. And this is where we get lesson five. See, God may incubate you in order to save your life. He may put you in the dark for a little bit in order to actually save you. See, when Chloe and Peyton arrived in this world, Chloe and Peyton are our twin daughters. And when they came, they arrived two months early. They were two months um, too early. And so they weren't ready to face the challenges that being alive in this world required, right? Their lungs weren't fully developed. Their weight wasn't fully there. They couldn't regulate their body temperature. And so for many reasons, they weren't ready to face the world. The demands of the world were too great for them. And so what happened? They had to go into an incubator. They went into an incubator for a full month. And in that incubator, they began to grow. They began to develop. They began to learn how to breathe on their own. They began to learn how to regulate their temperature. They began to pick up the things that they needed in order to survive in this world. Friends, I want to tell you this morning that sometimes God will put us in an incubator, so to speak, so that we can face the challenges ahead of us. So that we can face what is actually coming in the next chapter of our lives. It is not to limit us. It is not to kill us. It is actually to prepare us. It is to prepare us for the, what's, what he's doing and what's coming. And the incubator is a place of growth. It's a place of development. 
You're learning, you're preparing, you're preparing for the new position that's ahead. You're preparing for the title that's going to come your way. You're preparing for the marriage that he's getting you ready for. You're preparing and engaging too soon on the next chapter or whatever else he has for you may actually, you may actually not survive it. It may actually take your life instead of, um, of you excelling and becoming what you're supposed to become. See, for some of us, though, those dark places and those dark seasons are times of realignment and repentance. See, like Jonah, maybe you're also going in the wrong direction. Maybe God has asked you to do something and you went, nope, I'm going to go this way instead. See, if you're heading in the wrong direction, I want to tell you this morning that God cares too much to let you stay in that direction. He cares too much to let you stay, and he may have to bring a storm. He may have to, make, to bring a dark place, a dark season, in order for you to wake up. In order for you to realize that that's not where you're meant to go. Maybe this is where you find yourself. God has given you a directive, and you chose to flee. He asked you to forgive someone, but you don't want to. And instead of forgiving, your heart has been eroding, and it has been changing who you are and who he designed you to be. So God is not going to let you stay in that direction. He's going to keep knocking on that door. Maybe he's asked you to restore a relationship, but you don't want to apologize. And the, the thought of facing that shame and the thought of, of having to deal with that issue makes you want to go in a different direction. But I want to tell you this morning again that God will not let you. He will not let you miss out on what, what he, the, the greatness that he has for you. He will keep you in the dark place. See, maybe God has asked you to give or to sow a seed or to be kind to someone. And you feel like, you know what, God, if I do that, I won't have enough for myself. So in actuality, you're not trusting God. You don't trust God to provide for you, so you don't do it. And what will happen is you will miss out on the miracle he has for you. Maybe he has asked you to start a company. Maybe he asked you to start a degree. Maybe he asked you to do something. And the fear of failing is so huge. It's so strong that you're like, nope, I'm not going to do it. And I want to tell you this morning that you will miss out on seeing your dreams come to pass if you don't do it. See, being swallowed by a big fish was actually God's mercy for Jonah. It was God giving Jonah a second chance. Because what was the alternative? The alternative was drowning. He was, being, he was going to be tossed over. The alternative was drowning. And you know what? Jonah was okay with that. He was ready to give up. He was ready to be done. He was ready to say, okay, that's it. I'm done. My life is over. I'm no longer anything. But God was not done with him. And maybe this is how you feel this morning. You feel like there is no way out. Maybe you feel like, you know, I can't do that. I can't do what you're asking me to do, God. I can't do it. I can't start again. I cannot forgive. I cannot let go. I cannot. I would rather die. I cannot. Let me ask you this morning, will you let this incubator be your second chance? Will you let God give you a second chance? See, in verse 7 and 8, we find Jonah, Jonah's prayer to God. He says, when my life was ebbing away... I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you to the holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idol turn away from God's love for them. 
But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah out to dry land. So here's what I'm going to tell you this morning. There is a third option. And that third option is we find is the lesson six from Jonah's life, which is new life begins with repentance. Your third option is repentance. Your third option is not to try to act, not try to perform, and try to make it right, and try to, um, you know, it's like you're trying to perform for God or trying to act like everything is all right or trying to, you know, hide under the boat so that no one will find and I'll be okay down here quietly by myself. No, you don't have to numb. You don't have to give up. Your option is to repent. Your option is to finally, like Jonah did, is remember the Lord. Remember the Lord your God who is for you and not against you. He was actually trying to see you succeed and not take from you. Who is encouraging you to do something because he knows what is ahead and you do not. Our third option is to come to the feet of Jesus and remember. Remember that he is for us and not against us. And repent. Your new life is as close as your willingness to repent. Now, what does repentance mean? We've heard, maybe we've heard this many times and maybe we haven't. But repentance, all it is, is a surrender to a God who is sovereign. A God who knows more than we do. It is an a, a act of God. I'm sorry I tried to do this my way and I'm sorry I thought I had all the answers. But I surrender to you. I give you my life. And then once you do that, you change your direction. You walk towards what God has for you. You walk towards the things he's calling you to do. Repentance is recognizing your need for forgiveness. And recognizing that you need God. You need God in your life. That you actually weren't designed to do life on your own. That you need him. Repentance is changing the direction of your life. Instead of living for all the things that you want and feel, it is living for God, his sovereignty. Because he cares for you, because he loves you more than you love yourself. Because he is for you and not against you. See, scripture teaches us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. And in Jesus, in Jesus, we become new creatures. There's a passage in 2 Corinthians that says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. God wants to make something new out of your life. He doesn't want you to stay in the belly of the fish. I want you to know that that phase is temporary. If you find yourself in the dark season, if you find yourself in an incubator, so to speak, if you find yourself in a place where it feels almost claustrophobic like a cell, that is temporary. That is a temporary place. Find your way back to God. Find your way to repentance and to the call that he has for your life. Find your way to surrender. Find your way to his love. Because he will lead you to the next phase and he will lead you to where you need to be. So if this is you today, if you're asking, what now? Everything changed. What now? I feel different. What now? I want to end it all. What do I do? What now? I feel like I'm in the dark. I'm incubating. What now? I want to tell you that repentance is your answer.
Running to the arms of Jesus is your answer. And repentance is one of those things that you don't engage once in life. It's something you nurture. It's something you learn to walk out. It's something you continually do. Why? Because we always think we know everything. We always think we have the answer. We always think that our way is better. And every, every once in a while, we have to make an adjustment and go, you know what, God? You know. You know me. You know me better than I know myself. You know the plans that you have for me. And I know they're good. So you know better and I'm going to readjust. Maybe today what you need to do is to forgive. Maybe today what you need to do is, you know what? I've been incubating. I've been growing. I've been in this place. But I don't know what else to do. Maybe it's the next step. It's taking the next steps into plugging in, into doing what God is calling you to do. It's actually forgiving. It's actually letting go. It's getting involved. We have the, our starting point classes that all talk about how to get plugged in and how to get involved within the church and to serve God, how to connect. Maybe that's your next step. I need to connect. I need to take a step outside of the season of whatever my life has, is looking like. It looks dark. I need to take a step outside of it. Maybe what you need is even to just say yes to Jesus. Maybe you've never said yes to Jesus. Maybe you're like, okay, I don't, I don't even have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe that's your first step. It's actually saying, God, you know my life. You've seen me. You created me. Then I want to be a part of a, I want to have a part in a relationship with you. Maybe that's your first step. Whatever your first step is this morning, we're going to give you opportunities to do so. But I want to remind you that when you are in a storm, the storm is not there to kill you. It might be there to save you. And what does that mean? That means that even if you're in the dark, God will send salvation. He, will, he is always around. He is always trying to get you closer to him. He has not left you. He has not abandoned you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is with you. Look for him. And run to his arms this morning. Amen? Amen.